welcome to E-Society Podcast. What's up? It's Azizu back again. East Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. And this is Anchor Time. But before I go any further, it's the Nez. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? I did it. Uh, took a long time. I uh, came down to the to the wire. Uh, the 2023 Academy Awards ceremony is happening tomorrow in Hollywood. Uh, California. I assume it's at that Dolby Theater where it always is, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna fubu it or whatever that thing's called, and, and do the seven day deal just so I can watch it and then cancel it. Um, That's what Joel's doing right now. <laughs> it's the only thing is, um, you a hundred percent can't stream in two places at the same time. If I'm on and he tries to turn it on, like it, we timed it one minute later, it'll give you the notification that somebody in a different area is trying to use it and it stops you. Yeah. Well, I'll give me watching it here and then I'll just kind of fiddle around on and see what's on there and then cancel it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't think they have TNT either. So not helpful for me as far as when it comes to basketball. They do have NBC Sports Bay Area. And right now I'm watching uh, uh, Warriors Bucks here, Saturday night primetime ABC. Uh, Bucks just took their first lead since 51 50, and it's now 81 80 Bucks. And man, I love my team. I always will, but. Uh, Man, it's so much head shaking this season. Such, it's like they do it to themselves. It'd be one thing if it's just like there's nothing you can do about it. Teams are beating you, but like the Warriors do it to themselves, and it drives me crazy as a longtime fan. So, <laughs> is, is um Steph still out? No, he is back, but we haven't won since he got back, which is crazy. We won five in a row, then he came back, and now we've lost three in a row. And, uh, yeah, now even just since we started talking about this, the leads flipped back and forth uh, like twice. Now it's 84-83 Milwaukee. But, uh, uh, yeah, um, we still don't have – full team uh, i've mentioned this before but like one of our our best players our most important players 20 to 25 points a game andrew wiggins he's missed now the last 11 games he last played i think at the start of february and he's been away from the team with personal matters and whatever it is it's it's something because that's a long time to be away um i can't think of Another time I remember anybody really doing that in the NBA as far as like personal reasons. So I'm not even sure what it is, what it could be. Cause usually even if it's somebody's like passed in the family, you know, you miss two, three games, but yeah, he's missed over a month now he's been away. So I don't know. Is he, is he ever going to come back? Is he, contemplating like retirement i don't know like it's curious you know everybody's thing is their own thing whatever it is it's 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 highly private 
the Warriors haven't uh, released what it is. They just said private matter. Maybe he's on a spiritual journey like King James did in House Party. Right. <laughs> I finished. I finished that. Even was that right. was like supposed to be like two weeks. <laughs> it was. It was all right. I mean, it, it, it was, was all right. It wasn't as slapsticky and everything as the the original. And love the originals. Yeah, it was just like they were they were following the original and just yeah. did modern did what take, they did. Yeah, know. so yeah. it was it wasn't nothing new. I mean, I, I guess it was a remake. Was Kid yeah. and Play in it? I mean, I, yeah, I might have blinked. When was they that? Were, they were blinked. at the uh, Illuminati party. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They even Ooh. got yeah. They even got called out. Like they were like couldn't play. Yeah. All right. Now I remember because I was like, who the who? I was uh, waiting for them to like come in. Like I was hoping they would come in during the dance scene, but it was they basically did the same dance moves that they these guys did, yeah. and then Juven, Juvenile got up there and got that was, like I said that was weird. Why Juvenile? That song, like he says, taking over for the nine nine and the two thousand. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because that, that one guy. I'm just you're I'm just surprised you're you're making this like new version of it, but then you use a song from twenty three years ago. <laughs> well, it, it's one of those those bangers. If you hear it, everyone's gonna get out there and start backing it up. <laughs> so I I guess, it, but I was it, like, it, that's weird that they didn't go with like it's supposed to be a modern thing. Not that like you know me and you we we don't like too much you know modern hip hop. So I doubt it would be somebody we'd be into. But I'm just surprised they didn't go with a, like a more modern artist. Oh, I'm glad they didn't because at least yeah. you can understand Juvenile and it was a big hit. But right, I mean the movie. Um, was, how about the what it was? If you got HBO though. Max, how about the outtakes? That was though? funny. Hell of the, funny. Um, That's the thing I laughed at the most at. The one dude, I laughed through the whole thing. I thought it was funny. I like those uh, three guys, that one guy from uh, Blackish and uh, his two dudes. That scene when the when they were in the car and he kept um, the guy that was in the passenger seat. I, I don't know his name. When he was spouting out, but it just sounded like he was just coming off the top of the head with his insults. <laughs> and the dude that was sitting in the driver's seat kept laughing. That was funny. And uh, yeah. the whole. Uh, hologram thing of uh lebron that was funny when they showed uh, all the other stuff that he had said yeah <laughs> uh, it was cool when he came home and then just everyone kind of just flipped out i'm and i thought he wasn't going to call the cops spoiler alert but he ended up well uh, that one guy ended up going to jail yeah um the, I already told you this before you'd finished the movie, but in the outtakes, when they show it took that dude like seven times. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a three, but it took him like seven tries to hit it. And then he hit it. And then he says the line in the film, the like, I'm like that or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah of course, man. Those, unless you're just a basketball player. I mean, I yeah. mean, I don't know during the scenes when LeBron was shooting, I don't know if he hit every oh, single one. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure it was probably less takes, <laughs> but yeah, it was what it was. It was funny. Will I watch it again? Probably not, but it made, like I said, it made me actually appreciate, I went back and watched one, two and three again, and it made me love those so much more. Um, and then, like I said, like I, cause I went one, two, three, like I was like, 
you got to appreciate one, but then I was like, man, two is like, it's like really solid as far as like it moves well. Like I, I feel like it moves all together, you know, but, and then obviously three has TLC. So it's just two and three got slapsticky. With the, yeah, what's the, up, man? Dumb so, little I, sound effects. I mean, it did. I mean, I still love, I love the original three. I own all three of those. I thought those were awesome movies. I mean, number one being, being my favorite, but I mean, but this new one, it's a modern take on the thing, but if anything, it would, it would be fourth. <laughs> yeah, um, I did like that one. Uh, not the fourth nice one. The, yeah, that one was all right. It, it had its moments in, in that one. Yeah, but, I got to revisit uh, four and five, but eh, I just I say I didn't have four. the excitement. I four, I, dude. Three, four I is back and put one on again. Four is terrible. I mean, I I'm surprised. I only got through it because we were talking about it on the show. But I was kind of wanting to see uh, tonight's tonight. I mean, it was more up upbeat and everything, and it was it was a little more modern times at the one time when it came out. But four, man, it was just uh, it was that one they're guy not from in four, right? No, it was the one guy. The only one they're not in because uh, the one dude, the main guy, or one of the dudes, it's an immature. It was it was him, but he wasn't playing the same character that he was in part three, whatever his name is. He was just some totally different guy, and it was that's weird. They tried to make everything funny in that, and it wasn't even funny at all. Sorry about the screaming, everyone. <laughs> Bedtime. Bedtime over here. But all yeah. right, before we dive into something else, we're already ten minutes in. We haven't even started what we're going to talk about. But uh, my uh, Nez Watch Academy uh, Best Picture watch. I got through all ten films. I've seen one, two, three of these movies out of these ten in the theater. So, but uh, I have mine in order, and I am going to run down the list that I made starting from from number ten. And then go all the way to number one. And I'm going to, number 10 is coming in. Tar, uh, <laughs> the one that stars um, Kate Blanchett, Nia Haas, Sophia Conner, uh, Mark Strong, and a bunch of other people. Directed Peacock. by Todd Field. Yeah, this is streaming on Peacock. Ooh, it, it got a 91 in Rotten Tomatoes and a 90% on Peacock, but it. It was, it was like a 5% uh, here for Nez. <laughs> this one was the toughest one to get through. I was like, oh, my God, something happened. Um, renowned musician Linda Tarr is days away from recording the symphony that will elevate her career. When the elements seem to conspire against her, Linda's adopted daughter, Petra, becomes an entangled emotional support for her struggling mother. Came out on October seventh last year. Um, cinematography was cool. I love Kate Blanchett. And I was like probably the main reason I watched this. I mean, nothing against her acting. I thought she did an amazing job in it, but this just wasn't a film for me. I mean, you guys know the the crazy and the nonsense and bloody and guts and violence that I watch, but I do have that soft side of Nez, other than uh, around my stomach area. But I I like good films, and this. 
I don't know. I mean, I'm old man. Usually this is probably made it for the older crowd, but this old man did not get what was going on. I mean, I understood what was happening in the story, but it was just like, oh, come on, just be over with. And it was like over two hours. And I was like, oh, come on, just just let's just get this film over with because <laughs> it was killing me. Uh, to get through this film, but I got through it, and uh, yeah, man. Again, I mean, everyone in it did their job. They were good acting. It just, it just wasn't a film for me. Yeah, two two hours and thirty eight minutes of something happened. <laughs> so, but um, it wasn't. It was. It was just a drama. It, it wasn't an action or anything. So I was kind of like, eh. All right. Again, if you guys want to see it, um, go for it. It was. It just wasn't for me. Well, right. since I haven't seen it, and uh, I haven't seen actually a handful of these, I thought it might be fun for my contribution on the part for this pod. After you make your comment on it, uh, I can give a shout out to somebody who I talk to a lot on Instagram. Pop goes the movie. Pop dot goes the movie. If you want to follow her on Instagram, we often talk a lot of uh, Big Brother when uh, the U.S. season is going on. But uh, she did a similar review of all the films with uh, Pops. And I can just give you her little uh, one-liner and then her rating. She said that Tar was infuriating to watch, but boy, does Kate Blanchett act her heart out in this role. She oh, was yeah. fantastic. She was. So, She's good in everything, yeah. no matter what it is. I mean, to me, this was a, a boring movie. It wasn't a terrible movie. It was just boring. Right. But she she's amazing. I, I love her. I love everything she does. This just wasn't a movie for me. Yep. She gave, she's doing a little out of 10. She actually gave it a rather high rating. She gave it a seven and a half uh, out of 10 music notes and a conductor's baton. I'm giving it like a two. And that's mainly just for Kate Blanchett. I, I don't know. Again, right. This this movie wasn't for me. Maybe you guys that, that have seen it or if you haven't seen it and I mean check it out. I mean it's definitely an a well-made film. It just it just wasn't for me. All right. Uh my number 9, uh The Banshees of Anna yes, Sharon. I think yep. that's what it's called on a remote island off the coast of Ireland. Uh Patrick is devastated with his buddy Colum suddenly puts an end to their lifelong friendship with help from his sister and troubled young uh, troubled young islander uh Patrick sets out to repair and damage relationship by any means necessary necessary however as Collins resolve only straightens he soon de- delivers an ultimatum that leads to shocking consequences uh this came out in October uh 21st of 2022 and this is directed by Martin McDonough and this stars uh, Colin Farrell, Brandon Gleason, Carrie Cordon, Stella Hilton, um, Gary Landon, and uh, Barry Keoghan, Keoghan, however you say his name, uh, Joker, and whatever the hell his name was in Eternals. Um, sorry. The grandson out there. I don't know why he's crying about bedtime. But um, this movie, it was good. It was really a slow burn. 
Um, Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson. He he's an amazing actor. I like him in, in everything he pops up in. I loved him in um, uh, Braveheart, and I liked him in uh, what was that movie with the infected people? Twenty eight days later, and a bunch of other things that he popped up in. Well, uh, this Colin- duo in in Bruges. Did you see that? I might have. I don't remember. That's, yeah, that movie is hella good. So that's why I was excited for this. Same director, uh, same duo of Farrell and Gleason. But uh, yeah. I liked it. It was a good movie. It was a really good story. It was just slow. It kept my attention. Um, I loved what was going on. And uh, I loved the cinematography and the and the score. Uh, that was in the background and everything. And it, this was an awesome film. I mean, I, I really loved what was happening. It was, like I said, it was just a slow burn. Um, it was leading. How long was this movie? I, don't, I think I don't think it was very long, but it was lead, it was leading up to something big. But um, and when it happened, you're like, all right, cool. Two hours but, and fifty six minutes. Is that how long it was? Yeah. I didn't think it was that long. I mean, I just sat and sat down in one take. Tar, I, it took two two times to finish that. <laughs> but um, this one, I liked what was going on. It, it was a really cool story. I loved it, uh, mainly just for the, the cinematography of the, the scenery and everything, especially when they were out walking around or riding in the buggies and that little donkey and everything that was going on. I won't spoil anything about it, but um, this was on streaming on HBO Max. Yes. Um, will I watch it again? I probably would. I really did enjoy the film. Uh, I know you didn't care for it, so I was kind of looking for it to be like yeah. no good. But no, I, I actually liked this film. It's it's on the low end of my list, but um, it was a really good film. I mean, I, I highly recommend it. Definitely check it out. Uh, everybody in it, everyone that acted in it. I loved the um, little old lady. I think she was uh, Miss McCormick. Uh, she seemed like a little witch or a gypsy or something that kept walking around and uh, just talking shit through the whole movie. But uh, I liked her. It was it was dramatic, but they had comedy in it, and um, it was a good film. I, I really like I, li- I really liked what was going on in this thing. Um, I don't know it was that long, but uh, I guess I'd have to be in the mood to sit down and watch it. I wasn't even really in the mood to sit and watch this because I had watched. Um, no, I didn't sit down and why I, I didn't watch this in one take. I, this was the third film I watched that night. I, I just got tired. So I stopped it and then I watched it the next day. But uh, the Banshee, the Banshees and Sharon, I mean, it's a good film. I say uh, if you have HBO Max, definitely check it out. Um, I, they're probably yanking all these movies out of the cinema. Uh, after tomorrow, but yeah, it was a good movie. I think it's well worth your time if you like to sit there and watch these uh, slow, dramatic films, because I, I really liked what was happening in it. Yeah, uh, like I said a minute ago, the thing for me was I loved In Bruges so much. That's a film we should definitely do on rewatchables at some point. I love, love, love that film. Same director, same acting duo of uh, Farrell and Gleason. Um, so for me with the high expectation, that's why this was like a letdown for me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like the acting I thought was good, but just for my expectations, it didn't meet that. Uh, as far as what pop goes, the movie says, uh, she said that she knew she'd like the film, but didn't expect it, uh, to love it, but she loved it. Um, 
the cast was sensational, most notably Karen, Colin Farrell, who's a standout of this film. He was so good. It's probably his best role to date, she said. And in the end, she said, I give Banshees of Inna Sharon 8.5 out of 10 fiddles and a Jenny donkey. I'd probably go eight. I, I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was really good. But this next one is where it got weird. Coming in at my number eight spot, Triangle of Sadness. Uh, Carl, this is streaming on uh, Hulu. Carl and Yaya, a couple of influencers, are invited to a luxury cruise ship alongside a group of -of out-of-touch wealthy people. The situation takes an unexpected turn when the the brutal storm hits the ship. Uh, This came out on September 13th, and this is directed by Ruben... I'm not even Ostland. I think that's how you say um, the director's name. And this stars a bunch of people I didn't know except for Woody Harrelson. So, uh, Carbon Dean, Chris Harris Dickerson, Dolly Delon, Car- Carolina, Jalen, ooh, uh, Zaltico. Berwick, I don't know, I can't pronounce that last name. Vicky Berlin, Sonny, Merrill's, Hannah, uh, Olden, Allenberg, and a bunch of other people. All right. This movie, it, it kind of drug in the beginning. Um, so I was like, come on, what's what's happening here? But uh, it was yeah the two influencers Carrick and Carl they were out doing this is a this movie was uh two hours and twenty seven minutes um they were just trying to do their things he was trying to be a modeler and, and all that but then they were invited onto this uh, big luxury cruise full of like just rich billionaires or whatever on a nice fancy yacht and they were just supposed to go out in there and party and everything and all that but. Um, not like just yeah, f it, and just drink and smoke and get crazy. It wasn't that kind of boat. It was just a bunch of uppity rich people. Um, and then this huge uh, storm hits. I mean, it took a while. It was probably like an hour on that boat before anything happened, or it seemed like it. But then once uh, after the storm hit, which that that was my favorite scene. Um, Woody Harrelson was the captain of the ship, and he was just going through some stuff and he was just getting drunk in in his cabin and and not really uh, rolling, commanding the ship. So uh, they were trying to say, Hey man, these people want to have a uh, captain's dinner on whatever. We just can't do it Thursday because that's supposed to be a big storm. But all he heard was Thursday and said, yeah, we'll do it that night. So they do the, they're having the dinner and you just see, the outside and the whole ship is just swaying back and forth. I assume all these tables and everything were bolted to the to the floor because nothing was moving, and everybody was like trying to just walk all sideways. And then people were trying to eat, and then they were getting seasick. This part was hell funny. Was it meant to be funny? I don't know, but it was funny to me. Everyone, people, because there was eating, they were like, "No, just eat up, eat up and drink, man. It'll it'll help you." Because everyone was starting to get seasick. And then once one person threw up, everybody started to throw up. So I, I was there for it. It was hella funny. 
Um, there was one scene they were looking out this window and I guess somebody went up onto the top deck and bleh, threw up over the side and all the throw up just went down the side of the, the window. And then the, the storm ended up, uh, I think it just flipped the boat over and everybody kind of abandoned ship and they all got stuck on this island. And then this is when it kind of got weird. There was this uh, one little, uh, I think she was Filipino. Her name was Abigail. She she was in the the lifeboat thing. If you guys seen that movie Captain Phillips, that thing that Tom Hanks and that and that uh, that uh, young black gentleman that were in, she was in that, and it was like full of food and blankets and supplies and all this, and everybody kind of just grabbed what they could and jumped off a boat, and then they were it was just their survival. A lot of the people on the boat died because it was only like a handful of them that, that made it. And it was just them trying to survive on this island. And it, it got weird. It got crazy, especially with the Abigail character. I won't say uh, what was going on in it, but I liked it. I thought this was a really good movie. At first, I was like, what the hell is this going to be? Is, is it going to be stupid? Because the beginning wasn't wasn't grabbing me. I was like, oh, all right, someone. I was on my phone. Uh, and But then once it, it kind of got going, it, it really got my attention. So I, I really enjoyed it. So, but yeah, in the end, um, Triangle of Sadness, it's streaming on Hulu. Um, I don't know who a lot of these actors were, so other than uh, Woody Harrelson, but I thought everyone did their job. Uh, the one older uh, Filipino lady, I think she was Filipino. She was out there, and I thought she uh, did a good job. Woody, he was good at just being himself and being drunk. Um, this one guy named Dimitri, he was an older guy. He was another billionaire dude. I liked him. I thought he was going to be a little creepy, uh, sex fiend old man, but no, he, he was cool. <laughs> I liked him and uh, all the other characters that were going on in this film. But the ending kind of threw me on something. I won't, I won't say what it was, but it was, it was a good movie. I mean, again, the first hour or so was like, all right, what's happening here? But then once it got going uh, from the, the, the night of the storm all the way to the end of the film, I, I was in. And I, I really liked it. I didn't even think I, I'd never even heard of this film. Uh, and I just I'm glad I got to watch it and um, streaming on Hulu. So if you guys if I'm selling it to you, I think it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I'll, I'd probably watch this again. I probably watched the, the beginning again because I was like, oh, nothing's happening. And I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on because nothing was happening. But I don't know. Triangle of Sadness is coming in at my eight spot. Let me uh, give you pop. Uh, pop uh, goes the movie uh, review. Oh, man. Crazy game here between the Bucks and the Warriors. One eleven all with eight seconds to go. Bucks with the ball. But timeout. So anyways, uh, pop goes the movie. Her take on Triangle of Sadness. Uh, I knew going in this film had some gross-out scenes, so I took caution. It did not eat while watching. Thank goodness, because those scenes of puke and poo were excessively long. I watched most of it through my fingers. I get that it was supposed to be funny, but I just lost what's interest after what seemed to be an eternity uh, of the bad. disgusting scenes. I was nothing. Uh, goes on i watched below deck and i was all thinking about the show was it's unbelievable because some of those crew members will do just to make the passengers of the yacht happy uh there are some laugh out loud moments not as many as i had hoped 
and what was the point of highlighting Woody Harrelson as a captain? Uh, it's Woody uh, Harrelson. Yeah. I bought this film thinking I'd enjoyed it so much more than I actually did. Thankfully, I only purchased the digital copy on sale. She gave Triangle of Sadness six and a half yachts and one delicious cheeseburger that you can't eat because of all the puke and poo. <laughs> there was only one scene when the toilet overflowed. That was it. There was a... Everyone else was... It was just mainly everyone was throwing up all over the place <laughs> during the storm. But um, I'm going to go... Uh, continue. All right, number seven. This is this was the last film I watched, and I was dreading this film. Uh, <laughs> this is the I, way. I was <laughs> like, ah, oh, come on, I, because I really the first one was all right. I didn't I didn't really care for it, but Avatar: The Way of Water. Uh, I assume it was written uh, by as well as directed by James Cameron. And this Vin Diesel was in this. I, and this this is I don't know I don't think he was in it but all right um, but uh, Jake Sully and ugh, I don't even know how to pronounce his wife's name have formed a family and are doing very with Zoe uh, Saldana's character uh, doing uh, everything to stay together however they must leave their home and explore the regions of Pandora when an instant threat resurfaces Jake fights uh, Jake must fight. A difficult war against the humans or the sky people, as they were calling them. Um, this stars uh, some of the returning cast: Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver. She was only in there for like a minute. Kate Winslet. I don't know who she was. Uh, Stephen Lang. If you guys saw the first wait, 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 wait. one, he, he say, came back. Did you say that uh, Sigourney Weaver was only in it for a minute? Yeah, she was only in that one scene. No, she's she's in it almost the whole time. She's the the young girl in the family. That was her? Yeah. Would they do something to her voice? I don't know. But yeah, that was her. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, today when they when we saw Sigourney Weaver, it was she was all in it for a second. Um uh Vin Diesel, I did, I don't know. This is just what I'm looking at. I don't okay. Um I don't know about Shell, that. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think she was in this either. Uh, Google, I don't know what you guys are doing, but I don't know. If, I don't remember hearing their voices in it. But uh, Trinity Bliss, um, Spider, Written Dalton, I liked him. For, for you Wild Thornberry fans, he looked at that little wild kid uh, that was in that show. And uh, Cliff Curtis. All right, Avatar, The Way of the Water. Basically, uh, Dances with Wolves Part 2. And I know there was some outtakes, or not outtakes, uh, some outrage over what was going on in this with uh, the bullshit of James Cameron that was saying, I guess, before that first one came out. Talking about Native Americans and talking shit about Native Americans. So because in the first one, that was basically Dances with Wolves in space. And this one would just continue... Continuation of that story. Stephen Lang's character, because uh, he got killed in the first one, he came back uh, as an avatar, as one of the what do they called them? The um, what was that species called? The big blue guys. Yeah, he came back as one of those. Him and uh, his crew. And 
Uh, I liked that part. I thought that was cool because uh, they can definitely come back again because they just took <laughs> they just took his memories and put it in, in, in an avatar. They can battle forever. Yeah. So, um, and Sam Worthington, he's a good actor. I, I liked him in this. Uh, yeah. Then there was people saying, "Oh, the the white savior has to come yeah. and save uh, the, these uh, two different races, which were." That's- the the Navi were the the natives and um, they, when they go to the other side of uh, Pandora into the water is it's like they went to New Zealand and all the Maori people there were I was like oh my god yeah I mean just flat out just say what you did and it, it, everybody could read between the lines uh, I was like oh my god what are you doing here the other thing that I was like head shaking and i told you this when i first saw it was the fact that like yeah sure they want him but like oh the best thing for us to do is to leave the forest the people of the forest they'll be safe like what (laughs) like you're leaving them and you think like they're gonna be okay like when they established that when they returned which they came back pretty quick when they came back they like burned everything down like i don't know like that that whole part was i don't know it was uh, a the, the evil white people came and uh were burning down the the rainforest uh like they're doing down uh down in the rainforest they're burning it all down just uh putting in condos or whatever they were doing so they were doing that to pandora and then basically like the, like they were doing in the first one they were coming in trying to just take over uh, Pandora and push all the Navi out and steal their steal the stuff on their land and everything. From I can't remember what they were trying to steal in the first one, and then had to fight each other. And this one too, they were chasing after uh, Jake Sully because he was a traitor and murdered all their his men. Is is what uh, Stephen Lang Miles kept saying. I love Stephen Lang. He was badass in this. Uh, they totally ripped off. Well, it was all James Cameron films. Uh, the pulse rifles, uh, the some of the stuff in the abyss. Even even one line from Titanic was in this, and uh, <laughs> everything. But yeah, I mean, the people that were outraged over this and boycotting the film, I can see it, and I agree. You know, I'm like, what the hell, man? You just took all this stuff and just turned threw it in space. But I mean, all the negative shit that James Cameron said about natives. I mean, you guys look that up and, and read it if you haven't heard it. But with all all that being saying, being said, oh, this movie was awesome. It was way better than the first one. <laughs> I, I liked it a lot. I'm kicking myself for not seeing it in the theater. I'll just say I saw it. But uh, I really enjoyed this one. I don't own the first one. I'm gonna buy this one when it comes out. I, I really, really liked it. Uh, I loved what was going on. Uh, there was one scene at the end that kind of got me. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, I, I liked what was happening. I thought there was a little, there was more action in this. Uh, does it need to be up for best picture? No, not even. Um, nominated for special effects and sound editing and, and all that. Cool. Um, I know a lot of it was shot uh, with green screens uh, with the with the live action people, but I wanted to know when they were on the boats. Um, excuse me, I didn't know if they were that was green screen or were they really out in the ocean somewhere? I mean, it looked it looked good. I mean, some parts looked like total video game, but 
I mean, no, I mean, it didn't take me out of the film. I, I just thought this one, I mean, the story wasn't all that, but I just thought the action and everything that was going on, all these new characters uh, with the um, Jake Sully's kids, uh, I thought they were all cool. And the addition of Spider uh, being um, one of the guy's uh, kids, because he, uh, I guess he was. It was the main dude, the the Stephen Lang. That was his kid. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was that was it. That was his kid. That's right. I was thinking of someone else. But yeah, him being a little kid, and uh, they couldn't uh, put him in hyperspace to, or hypersleep to get him back to Earth. So he just grew up as a little wild kid, a little um, wild. Kind of looked like um, yeah, the kid from Thornberry. The wild Thornberries are kind of reminding me of Chaka <laughs> from Land of the Lost at times. But I liked his character. I thought he looked cool. He was totally trying to fit in. He had to wear the mask so he can breathe because he couldn't breathe. The, there's no oxygen on um, Pandora. Uh, but I liked his character. I thought he was really cool. He was right in there with everybody. He grew up. He knew the language and everything. I did like the how they were speaking the Navi language. And then it just kind of like as you reading the subtitles and they were talking about, yeah, let's just go in there. Uh, English, and then it just went. <laughs> they were so in the movie. They're actually still speaking their language, but for us that don't speak Navi, and we didn't want to read. We didn't want to read the whole movie for three hours. It just adjusted right into English. So I thought that was cool, right. but um, I really enjoyed this film. And I, this was one I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't. I didn't see it in the theater. Um, but again, I understand the why everyone was outraged about about this film, and I get it. And, and I support it because I'm, I said that about the first one. So, but I mean, I really, I, I took it. Okay. I just set all that aside and watched it. Uh, and I was glued uh, to the screen uh, to watch this film. And uh, I did not think I was going to like it at all. And um, I was shocked. Uh, not my favorite out of all these. I don't see why it was nominated. It came out, what? Uh, it came out December 16th. Yeah. And already up for Best Picture. I'm like, all right. I mean, all, most of these for the first few films I talked about came out earlier in the year. But, I mean, Avatar The Way of Water, I think it's still in the theaters in some places. Yeah. But I, I really did enjoy this film. Um, I think it's, I think this is one of those films that you, you need to, if you can, it's still playing in your area, go see it uh, on the big screen. IMAX if you can, but I think something else is, oh, um, Scream is in IMAX for some reason, but um, I'll go uh, after you listen to this. Listen to uh, uh, Taylor and I's uh, ESP at the movies. We um, did a uh, Scream uh, Six, and I'll talk a little bit more on, on the regular episode. But we went to, we full review on that film, and we did spoilers. So if you didn't see the movie yet, just listen to the first half and stop when you hear the siren. But anyway, but Avatar: The Way of Water, I thought it was a really good film. I enjoyed it. And uh, that's coming in at my number seven spot. Yeah, uh, I don't have too much more to add, just that I didn't love it. I thought, like I said, the effects uh, got in the way, really. Every time that uh, Monkey Boy was around, it just it, it made it look, all the Avatar characters looked that much more effectsy. So the, the effects just, it didn't, like live up to it for me and it was crazy because you know cameron says all kinds of crazy stuff and one of the things he said and this is like that he thought thanos wasn't a good effect i 
and yes, I'm an MCU fan, but like the Thanos effect doesn't bother me at all. Like I, it, it works for me and it's like not distracting. It seems like Thanos for this, the amount of effects they're using, like you can't help but see it. And like I said, it, he drives it home even more anytime. Uh, I mentioned too on the text, well, I mentioned in my first review that uh, I guess there are some people kind of being disrespectful in the back row, like laughing about that character. And then at the end of the film, this lady stood up and like kind of went at them for like, oh, you're unbelievably disrespectful. Can't believe it. And then I saw them out front, like, of course, like they're not remorseful and they're just laughing. They're like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I mean, I liked it. I thought the movie was good. Again, it was better than the first film. I think I liked it more because it wasn't the, the other story was focused on Jake, but it was mainly about his kids and them growing up. Um, I never really paid attention to the Navi's hands. I guess they only got four fingers and then they were calling um, uh, Jake and uh, his kids uh, oh, creeps or weirdos or whatever because they all had five fingers yeah <laughs> so but that was cool but yeah those those weapons dude those were straight pulse rifles sure. I, I need i need to watch the first one again i don't even remember the, the weapons they had in that but yeah uh, i like the thing that they were flying around on uh, the little those little helicopter things those were badass the, the, that big ship that they were uh flying around in then it turned into a boat that was cool the those big giant whale things that they were riding around on was awesome. All the underwater stuff was cool, um, and the 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 Maori ones, whatever I, the whatever they're called, uh, I liked how they looked because they all had those uh, those tattoos uh, on their faces and on their bodies, and even those big whale things had them on the bottom of them. I thought that was pretty sweet. So, but yeah, Avatar: The Way of Water. Mm, I, I say see it. Okay, uh, and before we move off it, got to give you Pop Goes to the goes to the Movie. Um, she said, I think I may be the only person not in love with the graphics of The Way of Water. Yes, they were cool, but they, they felt real, but they also felt like I was watching a video game most of the film, which got annoying after a while, especially with the long runtime. I saw the film in Dolby and not 3D because 3D gives me a headache, so maybe that's why it looked like a video game. Also, when they were on water, I kept thinking I was watching one of those videos they play at the dentist's office. As for the story, it was okay. The plot was very basic and clunky, and the script seemed simple. Almost too simple. And he went on to describe it. Uh, 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 nope, this film had issues as well. For me, it wasn't worth the money or time spent. Maybe after watching it again at home, I'll think differently. But for now, she gives Avatar Way of Water 6.5 out of 10 underwater beauty and a Tulicon. This was a 10. I liked it that much. <laughs> that is so it. crazy because you were putting it off. You literally, I was asking you, like, I thought you, were gonna, you weren't going to make it. I texted you yesterday. I was like, Way of Water? Question mark. And I, I had, like, I had to. Like a, you had like a day to day to get it in, and you you came you brought it down to the wire. Yeah, <laughs> I liked this movie a lot. <laughs> I, I took it. I mean, I, I get what everyone was was upset about. I get it, and and I support it. But as far as just a science fiction film and action film, uh, I, I was in for it. I didn't mind the how how it all looked because if you saw that one 
what was the one with the little robot girl? Um, I think Robert Rodriguez had something to do with it. Um, geez, I, I we, it came out like a year or two ago. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember what it was called, but that one, that one was kind of it was awesome film, but that one, that one bugged me a little more. This one didn't bother me. I, I liked what was going on, and but I loved the um the the uh, the live action with. Uh, the Navi and everything running around. I thought that was all cool. They didn't. That's why I want to know how they did it, especially that scene when the little jungle boy was running through, trying to get away from everybody and everything and just running and falling and, and all that. I was like, what, what is he? It, was that a CGI looking guy or was that actually the actor running? And did they build sets for him to run and climb and jump over? Or was it just a big green jump over these green blocks and, and we'll, we'll do the rest. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, when I buy it, I'm going to watch all that because I want to know how they did it all. But all right. Moving on to my number six. This is a film. Um, uh, it was streaming the next day on, on Amazon Prime after I watched it. And I was like, really? But I watched it the day before it was on Amazon Prime and I, I watched it. But anyway, this is Women Talking. Uh, it was directed by Sarah Poli. All I know her is from uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. So she uh, directed and wrote the screenplay for it. This came out, uh, yeah, same month, December, uh, maybe before uh, Avatar. I don't know. I know I, this came out after. I never even heard of this film, and I'd never seen any trailers for it, so I didn't know what it was. I didn't watch any trailers. I just kind of read a quick little synopsis. And go, All right, I got to watch it. So uh, the women of the isolated religious colony reveal a shocking secret about the colony's men. For years, the men have occasionally drugged the women and then raped them. The truth comes out and the women talk about their new situation. All right. This stars a Claire Foy. That's who that was. Okay. Uh, Jessica Buckley, uh, Rooney Mara, Francis McDermott. I love her. She's good and everything. Hey, Ben Wishaw, I think uh, I liked him. Michelle McLeod, Judith uh, Avey. I just know her from uh, Brighton Beach Memoirs and a bunch of other people. All right. This film. Oh, my God. This film made me mad. Uh, It made me mad. It made me sad. And the title, Women Talking, that's. It was that's all they were doing. Like like I said in this in little synopsis that I read, uh, women were waking up and they were raped. They were they were it was right after being raped. Some of them had blood on of them. A lot of them had uh, bruises and all that. And then they ended up pregnant. The men were telling the ladies because the women wake up like what the hell they don't they don't know what the hell happened. They were saying that the men were saying this was like in a Mennonite colony. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where it was, but um, if you're familiar with those people, they live off the land, kind of like Amish type of thing. And so I was really unsure on what year this was. Uh, But if you're reading some other synopsis, because there was something that happened in the film where this truck came driving by and it was blasting uh, the monkeys daydream believer 
And I was thinking, okay, well, maybe it's after that song came out like in the 60s. So maybe this is going on in the 60s. But as the truck was driving away, I was like, no, wait a minute. That ain't no 60s truck. It looked like a modern day truck. This this film was actually taking place in 2010. So I was like, ah, okay. But it wasn't it wasn't one of those kind of films where they were trying you were trying to guess what year it was. But anyway, so these women, um, they the, the men were telling them that no, it's demons that are raping you guys, and or maybe it's Satan and he's trying to make his army bigger by raping you guys and impregnating you and all this. And this is what all the men were saying. And but during one of the the rapes. I guess some people, some girls heard and they came in and they saw the man running into the cornfield. So right now what this is, what, why they had, they, they had this, um, this group of, of women to, to decide what they were going to do. Were they going to kick the men out? Were they going to just deal with it or were they going to fight over it? So they had this council of women to decide what they were going to do. So the whole movie was them sitting around trying to, this is why we should do this. This is why we should do that. Some were against it. Some were for, were for it. And uh, Ben Wishaw, I think that's how you say his name. He, he played a character named August. He was like the note, the, the, um, like the note keeper. He was supposed to just sit there and take notes on what all the women were talking about. And then they were going to come uh, go to the men, to the men council and, and tell them what they were going to do. So the movie was, I don't think it was very long. But uh, it was them trying to decide what they were going to do and everything. So, but that whole thing of the men just, uh, this movie was an hour and 44 minutes. The whole men thing of them just trying to, oh, I don't, religious things, I don't, I don't, I don't get into any of that. It's, it's, It's just not my thing. But when they were just trying to say, basically, these men were just flat out raping these women and they were trying to blame something else. So I was like, oh, my God. And I was just thinking to these women, I mean, these women, a lot of some of the women were old school. They're like, no, we have to listen to the men. What they say, go. Goes. And I was like, ooh, (laughs) Uh, all right. Um, But I was it, it was just making me mad. Especially as some of the women were like, no, they're men. They're right. We need to listen to what they say. And and some of these other these other women and these young women were like, hell no, man. These, these, these cocksuckers fucking raped us. We can't let them get away with this. So they were just trying to figure out what, what they were going to do. I won't, I won't say uh, well, how the outcome was, but definitely watch this film. This, this film was really good. Uh, everybody in it was good. Francis McDermott, Academy Award winner Francis McDermott. I think she won two Academy Awards, um, but I thought she was awesome in this. But she's not she's not in it that much, but she's in it. Um, but I really, really enjoyed this film. I will definitely watch this again. I was telling Renee about it. She wants to watch it. But I was sitting there uh, getting mad. I was kind of glad that I started it off with this one on because uh, I watched this one. Then I watched Triangle of Sadness. Then I watched that Banshees one. So I was kind of happy that I watched this one. I was more awake during this film. But this film was awesome. I really, really did enjoy this film. I highly recommend it. If you have uh, Amazon Prime, definitely check it out. Um, and yeah, I mean, this this movie was awesome. I, I can clearly see why it was nominated for Best Picture. But will it win? Will it win the screenplay or director? 
I don't know. I would go screen. I would if I was a casting a vote, I would say screenplay. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed this film. Again, if you have Amazon on uh, Amazon Prime, definitely check this film out. And this is coming in at my number six spot. And this is Women Talking. All right. Let me give you what Pop Goes the Movie thinks. Uh, interestingly, she has a little story about her theatrical experience, kind of similar to something we've talked about before. Uh, went to the theater with her husband, bought our tickets. There were only two other people in the tiny th- theater. As the film started, more and more people showed up. It was almost a packed house. 45 minutes into the film, two very loud and obnoxious ladies walked into the theater and sat right behind my husband and me. They then proceeded to talk and laugh loudly, all while eating and making noise with their Costco-sized bag of chips and popcorn. Mind you, Women Talking is a very quiet film. There's no music in the background at all times, and the dialogue is so important to hear. Needless to say, these ladies could have cared less and were extremely loud the entire time. But here's the thing, and the reason why I'm beginning this uh, review with my theater experience. Because all... Despite all the noise and ruckus behind me, I was so engaged with the film that their loudness didn't ruin the film for me, as this has in the past. And that's because that film was this good. And she went on to talk about it like you just did. Uh, She laughed, she cried, and was on the edge of her seat as waited to find out what would happen. It's amazing how a simple film could be so intense, and that's what made this film so extraordinary. There's no other way to describe it except it's a must-watch. She gives women talking nine out of ten women. I would have gave it ten. I really enjoyed this film. Um, yeah, it just took place in like a, the loft of a, um, a barn. It, it was just them sitting there talking, trying to figure out what they were going to do. And then there was some things that went on outside. And there were some other characters that popped into this thing. But, I mean, it, it was a really, really good film. I, I was surprised on how much I, I, re, I enjoyed this film. But, yeah, definitely uh, my number six spot, Women Talking. All right. Uh, Time for some of The King. This is a film that came out uh, June 24th. Now, my number five spot, this is Elvis. Uh, From his rise to fame to his unprecedented superstardom rock and roll icon, Elvis Presley maintains and... Complicated relationship with his uh, ignatic manager, um, Colonel Tom Parker, over the course of 20 years. Central of Presley's journey and happiness is one of the most influential people in his life. This is what was all what his, uh, Priscilla Presley said. This is directed by Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, Baz Luhrmann. And this was this stars uh, Academy Award winner. Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker, Austin Buller as Elvis Presley, Olivia De, De George or whatever as Priscilla Presley, um, Darius Montgomery as Steve Binder, Luke Balcony, Cody Smith McPhee, and a bunch of other people. All right, this made my best of uh, 2022 list. I, I don't remember somewhere in the middle, but this movie was hella good. I loved it. I can clearly see why it was nominated for Best Picture. Will it win? If it does, I'd be shocked and all right, because I really did enjoy this film. I thought Austin Butler did an amazing job as a king of rock and roll. Tom, uh, Tom Hanks, he's good in everything. 
He's done. Is this my favorite movie, Tom Hanks? No. Bachelor Party is. To me, that's his number one and best film out of everything he's done. But, oh my God, I hated Tom Hanks in this movie. He did the king dirty, but he was he was a businessman, and I could see why. I'm not I'm not hating I'm not hating the player. He did what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing to Elvis. And Elvis, I think he was just uh, overworked, tired, and maybe drugged out. And then that's we all know the the outcome uh, of the king. But I loved what was going on. There was a lot going on in the story that I didn't know. Uh, Eric went and seen it with me, and he didn't. He knew who Elvis Presley was and heard some of the songs, but he didn't know the story. So he really, when the movie was over, I said, "What'd you think?" He goes, "Man, that was good. Uh, I liked it because I, I knew a lot of Elvis Presley. Um, wasn't a fan of his films. Am I a fan of all his music? No, but I, I I can appreciate who the king of rock and roll is, Elvis Presley." And I just thought this was an amazing film. If it was, if I didn't think so, I wouldn't have put it on my best of list. And yeah, man, this this movie was hella good. The the music was awesome. The cinematography, the costumes, uh, how they made uh, the, the the makeup effects that they did to Tom Hanks to make him look all fat and old and everything, and um, what they did to transform Austin Butler in, into the into the king of rock and roll. I know some people are mad about him. He still can't. He's not out of that. Elvis phase. I think he won an award, Golden Globe, I think. And he was up there still sounding like Elvis. So I don't know if that's how he talks. I don't know. This is like the only the second movie I've seen him in. I think the first movie I saw him in when he was text and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Excuse me. But this film was amazing. I loved it. I still need to pick it up. I haven't bought it yet. But yeah, yeah I loved it. If you got HBO Max, it's streaming on there. I've watched this movie four times. And wow. This movie was no five. I once in the theater and then four times on HBO Max. This wow. movie was hella good. I loved what? it, and that's Elvis. I still haven't watched it. I heard man views of it. I've seen it there for me. Uh, Jade keeps talking it up to me. She's a big Baz Luhrmann fan, but uh, I still haven't seen it. So I'll have to get on that because uh, now you looking- saw it on the big screen. <laughs> Yeah, now looking at Pop Goes the Movies uh, review, which I had to dig a little bit into her archives because she reviewed this uh, last year, but uh, I found it. Um, she says that Baz Luhrmann is one of her favorite directors ever, and this year he directed his take on Elvis, which is definitely one of my favorite films of 2022. I was a bit worried when I heard Austin Butler would be portraying Elvis, but he proved me wrong. Not only was he excellent as the king of rock and roll, but toward the end, I found myself forgetting I was watching Butler and felt like I was experiencing Presley perform. He was generally amazing. Then she gets into the story. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. Finish it up. Uh, however, despite small flaws, this film was extremely enjoyable and definitely worth the watch, especially in the theater. She gave Elvis nine and a half out of ten old-timey mics and a guitar. This is a ten. This movie was hella good. I love this film. And um, <laughs> uh, was your last three films been a ten? Yeah, man. I only watch good films, everyone, except for Tar. Uh, again, it wasn't a movie for me. So, but yeah, uh, all right. Moving on. That was my number five film. Moving on to number four. This film is on um, Netflix. It was a Netflix original. I wish 
it was playing in the, it was, I know it was playing in theater somewhere because a friend of mine, he saw it in the movie theater. And he was the one that told me to go see it in the theater if I could. And it wasn't in my area. If it was, I, I just missed it. But this is uh, all quiet on the Western Front. War breaks out in Germany in 1914. Paul Boomer, Baumer, I don't know. And his classmates quickly enlist in the army to serve their fatherland. No sooner are they drained, drafted that they wait, drafted then that the first images of the battlefield show them the reality of war. This came out in October. It was directed by Edward Berger. And this was adapted from the All Quiet on the Western Front film as in Netflix. Jeez, the budget was $20 million? I thought this movie was way more than $20 million. Oh, man, this movie, this was an awesome war movie. And it was it was a good drama. Um, I'm not even going to try with everybody's names, all the actors. I thought everybody in it did their job. And I don't want to just butcher all their names, mainly their, mass, their last names. But, man, this movie was hella good. Um, I watched it twice, um, and I I loved it, man. If you if you got the hours, the the movie is two hours and twenty eight minutes. If you have those sound bars or loud speakers, turn that shit up during all the war scenes because this movie was hella good. I loved it. Uh, just laughed at some of it. I was amazed by all the the war that was going on. The cinematography was amazing. Uh, the sound was good. The special effects. Um, Everything, the acting, and just oh my god, this was an amazing film, and I just wished uh, I could have seen it on the big screen. Um, and th- it was, it's awesome. I mean, I, that's all I can say. War, war is hell. I've never been in war. I'm probably too old and fat now uh, to do it. But uh, shout out to all the men and women that uh, serve in our military. But man, uh, this this movie was hella good. It was a good World War Two movie. Uh, it was yeah, World War Two. At first, I thought I was gonna be dealing with Nazis and everything, but no, nah, this, this was the, the 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 something something army of Germany. I can't remember what they were called, but man, this was really good. You got to read the whole thing, or you can just switch it over to um, uh, English dubbed. Uh, that I did half the movie in English dubbed, but then it was bugging me, so I was just I, then I just read uh, some of it. No, the first time I read, I just listened to the English dub. The second time. I did the the half and half, but man, this movie was hella good. If you guys have Netflix, and usually everyone does, um, definitely, definitely check this out. I mean, I mean you got to you got to be in the mood to sit there and watch a two and a half hour uh, war film. But yeah, man, well, I mean, war was definitely hell, especially during uh, this time, uh, this time period and everything. Mainly dealing with um, the the weaponry that that they had and everything, and it was those days where it was just. If you got killed, they just pulled you out of the way. If somebody got shot in the leg, they just cut your leg off or whatever. It, it, it was wild. But, man, this movie was hella good. I really, really loved uh, what was going on in this film. And a uh, shout-out to the people that made it because they made an amazing, an amazing film. And that's uh, coming in. All Quiet on the Western Front is coming in in my number four spot. Compared to the one that I think was last year's, if it was not the year before, you know that one that uh, it was supposedly it was supposed to look like it was all one take. Like it was two takes, or something. Yeah, that one was good. What, what do you like better? I like this one. 
this one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pop goes the movie, says that she's not the biggest fan of war films. Takes me a while to watch them, unless they've been nominated for Oscar for Best Picture. And the funny thing, I always end up really liking the film, as was the case with All Quiet on the Western Front. Because honestly, had this film not been nominated, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Which would have been a shame, because I really enjoyed the film. Uh, went on into... A little bit of the details like you just did. Uh, this remake was striking and impressive. The cinematography and performances, battle sequences, sound design, everything was top-notch. Uh, depressing, tense, uh, a frustrating reminder of how useless war is. It shook me to my core and at times kept me frozen to my seat. She gave All Quiet on the Rest of Front 8 out of 10 life-saving army helmets. This was a 10. This was hella good. <laughs> This How can it all be a ten, though? It was amazing. I mean, be I, because it was these were amazing films. These last few that I watched, the, the Avatar, Women Talking, Elvis, and this one. I mean, we're only it's tens all the way up to number one. Everyone, I'll tell you that right now. Yep. But uh, All Quiet on the Western Front is my number four film. I highly, highly recommend you guys watch this film because this movie was amazing. And speaking of amazing, my next three are amazing because number three, The Fablemans, 10, amazing, amazing film. I knew nothing of this film other than, I don't know if it was you or Courtney, one of you guys said that this was based off of uh, yeah, uh, Steven Spielberg's life. And this was uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. The Fablemans, young Sammy Fableman falls in love with the movies after his parents take him to see the greatest show on earth. Armed with a camera, Sammy starts to make his own films at home, much to the delight of his supportive mother. All right. The stars, uh, Michelle Williams, Gabriel LaBelle, Paul Dano, Julia Butler's David Lynch. He was in this? I, I guess he was. I don't remember. Uh, Judd Hirsch, uh, Seth Rogen, and a bunch of other people. All right. Yes, this movie was awesome. Um, I didn't look into this film. I didn't. I, I, if it came to my town, I, I don't remember seeing it. Uh, I wish I would have saw this in the uh, theater. Um, but oh my god! I mean, Steven Spielberg—he's he, top notch to me. Do I love all every film he's made? No. But um, man, I'm I'm buying this one. I don't know if it's out yet, but I'm definitely picking this film up. I watched it twice, and this film was awesome. Um, <laughs> I I just didn't know what it was going to be about. I just kind of turned it on and sat there and watched it. But it it just kind of reminded me of like um, just uh, this kid falling in love with movies. I mean, like I could. It reminded me of Mike. I mean, because we grew up watching movies and all that and Mike took that dream and became a director and he's made a few films and some short documentaries and everything um, and I loved what was going on I told Mike I said dude you need to see this film as a director and writer and everything you can appreciate it a little more than me but I just took it for what it, I, I would have loved it even if Steven Spielberg didn't direct this but man it was hella good the, the main little kid well when he was a kid but when uh the Gabriel LaBelle when he when he was getting older and he was he just like got all his buddies and his family and started making films and then the dramatic stuff that was going on between his parents that was kind of like ooh man it, it was it was rough it was a rough watch during some of that parts but 
man, what this kid did, man, he just got a camera and just got his friends together and started making little small movies and just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger uh, with his productions and everything. And he made finally made it to Hollywood and he was trying to get in there to be um, one of the, the next big directors uh, in Hollywood. So I thought it was a really, really good film and everything. I, it, uh, it kept my attention the whole time. Cause like I said, I didn't know much about this film and I didn't even know uh, if I was going to love it. But when the film was over, I mean, that last, last scene of the film before it started rolling the credits, I clapped. Uh, this movie was two and a half hours. It did not even feel like two and a half hours. I was glued uh, to my set watching this whole film. Uh, Steven Spielberg and Tony uh, Kushner uh, wrote, wrote this film. And it was amazing. Uh, if Steven Spielberg won his best director, I won't be mad. I mean, yeah, go for it, man. I mean, he, he did. He made an amazing film, and I can see why this was nominated for best picture. I I think Michelle Williams is nominated for uh, best uh, female actor in this. I, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't remember all. I know we read them all, but I, I don't remember. I just concentrate on the movies. But man, this movie was hella good. I loved it. And yeah, coming in three, the three spot, the Fablemans, definitely. Definitely watch this film. And if you're a filmmaker, you've probably already seen it. But if you're not, you just like Steven Spielberg or Michelle Williams and all that, I mean, definitely check this film out. It was it was a heartwarming story. It was a sad story. Uh, it was a funny story. I mean, it had everything. That it, there was even some action, and there was some uh, uh, war, blood, and not guts, but stuff like that in it. I mean, this movie had... In my opinion, it had everything in it to make it an awesome film. It was a drama, but man, I mean, Steven Spielberg, man, he he knocked it out of the park with this film. I don't even remember what his last film was, but um, I loved all his earlier stuff. I mean, the first film I seen of his was Jaws when I was a kid, and then I kind of went backwards with Duel and some of the other things he had done, uh, but then... Started making awesome films. Uh, what was the last thing? He's, he's got 60 director credits, but what was his last thing that he directed? Marcus Mumford, Cannibal? Oh, that was a music video. Oh, West Side Story? <laughs> uh, I like the original one. Stick to that one. Now, Steven, I don't know why you did that one. Ready Player One? Hella good. The Post? I still need to watch that one. Uh, the BFG? That was cool. Um, the Bridge of Spies, that was a good film. Lincoln, that was pretty good. War Horse was hella good. Uh, the Adventures of uh, Tintin, that was cool. I liked it. Um, that was a short, timeless call. I never saw that. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I know everyone hates it. It was good to see uh, another adventure Indy. Uh, yeah. I, was, I, was there. I was there for it. Uh, we'll probably That's rewatch it again. We'll rewatch it again before uh, the new we'll one comes it. out. Uh, I just seen a big, huge uh, cardboard stand out in the movie theater looking at it. Like, I, I just thinking, I can't believe it. Yeah, one more Indiana, time. Indiana Jones is still going. One more time. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. Not Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was just Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, back in 81. And I'm like, it's going to be 2023 and we're getting another one. I was like, wow. I, I just I wow. couldn't believe it. But. But yeah, man. Uh, again, I didn't like, I didn't 
love everything he had done, but there was a majority of his films uh, I loved. And I've seen them all in the theater. I mean, like I said, going all the way back to Jaws in um, 75, watching that film. And then uh, just Close Encounters uh, two years later, and then 1941. I know that one kind of bombed in the theater, but I loved it. I loved 1941. Then he hit with Raiders of the Lost Ark and everything upwards and everything. But The Fablemans, everybody, watch this film. It's coming into my number three spot, and it's awesome. And, Stephen, if you're listening, amazing, amazing film. Ten in my book. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I will when I can. I'm sure it'll be streaming here rather sooner than later. Um, as far as uh, Pop Goes the Movie Go, this was the last review she did for her uh, Best Picture Oscar-nominated film. And she said, full disclosure, I wasn't sure I was going to enjoy this film. For the first 30 minutes, I was a bit bored and didn't know where the film was going. And frankly, oh. I just wasn't that into it. So I found myself worried that this film might not be for me. But then something magical happened right around the time that Sammy Fableman entered the screen. He began filming everything, and suddenly I was transported back in time and hooked. Uh, the film is a little too long, and there are parts that drag. No, it, it wasn't. Over two and a half hours, the Fableman should feel self-indulgent, but it never does. That's thanks to the fabulous performances uh, she goes on, um, 100% a Spielberg love letter to cinema. Although the film is not his best work, it does play to Spielberg's strengths, like his other film, and this still feels special, especially for those, those who love cinema. It's charming and touching story. Uh, what she loved is that it didn't depend on special effects, shock value, or violence. It just had amazing performances, felt sincere with amazing direction. Although the film was personal to Spielberg, it was clearly made for anyone who loves cinema. She gives the Fablemans eight and a half out of ten movie cameras and a clapper. Bored thirty minutes. I was in right from minute one. <laughs> well, I was in. I was in. What, what are those first thirty minutes? Spoiler alert. What are? I those? mean, just good filmmaking. I mean, that, that's what it is. You're not going to start off. With a bang, he did Jaws <laughs> but, and Raiders of the Lost Ark and a bunch of other films. But no, nah, man, like, for, like I did, again, I didn't know what this movie was about. I didn't read into it or watch any trailers. I didn't even really know who was in it until it started popping up on the screen. So I, I was I was there for it. I mean, I was looking at it in the beginning for cinematography because if nothing was happening. That's like Tar. I mean, oh, I was... It was all inside places and everything, but, I mean, the cinematography was still good. That director or whoever... The cinematographer was did get a good job setting up the shots and everything. So, but I just love um, cable and shit. That was the main reason I watched that film. But yeah, the Fablemans, man, this was hella good from beginning to end. And I, I don't even remember the last time I clapped in a theater, in a theater, in a movie. But especially at the very, very end, man, I didn't even clap in the last few Star Wars films. But I, I clapped in this one. Oh, man. I just loved that very, very last shot. But you got to watch the film to to get it. <laughs> but Oh, man. It just put a big smile on my heart and in my face and my heart just like, oh, my God. This film was awesome. Fablemans, everyone. Number three spot. All right. Like I said, the next two, ten. And this is my number two spot. Top Gun, Maverick. It was my number two film of the year. Uh, 
After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement of in rank that would ground him. Training in a department of uh, graduates for a special assignment, Maverick must confront the ghost of his past and his deepest fears, uh, communicating with the mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who chose to fly it. This was directed by Joseph Kosinski. Um, and this was better than that bullshit first one, which was fucking crap. I don't care what anyone says. Some of you tried to avoid Shut up. You guys are wrong. Top Gun was bullshit. This one, amazing film. I loved it. Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, the great Val Kilmer, Glenn uh, Powell as Hangman. He was badass. The beautiful Jennifer Connelly, uh, John Hamm, Cyclone. He was awesome. Monica, uh, what was she, Phoenix? Uh, Barbara as Phoenix. Lewis Pullman as Bob. Um, Jay Ellis as, uh, the hell was his name in this one? Uh, I don't even remember his name. Uh, it's not even putting it up here. Ed Harris. Uh, he's in it. Uh, Danny Ramirez, Anthony Edwards on, on the flashback scenes and everybody else that was in this film. But I mean, we went through it all. I don't know, multiple times throughout the year when we were juicing up for the film, when it finally came out. And then when we did our best of list, um, is it a best picture worthy for me? <laughs> I don't think me. so. Me. I don't it's think so. Really, year. So. I don't think it, it's it's worth. And this is my opinion. The movie was amazing, and I loved it. But as, as best picture, uh, no. <laughs> but same it thing was. with same, same thing with Avatar. Book. Avatar, no. That that doesn't deserve a spot on this list. I mean, same thing with Top Gun. I mean, it was a good, it was an amazing film, and I loved it. But look at all the other films that I talked about. I mean, and then you, then then you got this, an Avatar. This I, is a me, real film. Yeah, I, it doesn't it doesn't fit the the narrative of the Oscars. My opinion, everyone, did it make a jillion dollars? Of course it did. It made one point four uh, billion dollars. Yeah, if but that's if you're, what, saying, if you're saying it has to be like arty or fancy, then it doesn't fit. But to me, it was the best uh, theatrical experience of the year for me. So that's but how it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. But you, you're not a part of the academy. I don't understand. I want to hear why they put this and Avatar in these nominations. I want to know that. I mean, there's a ton of other films that should have been in here, but. Um, I, I don't know. I can see why they put all the ones that I, I've talked about already. I can see why those are in. And but I don't know. I mean, but at Maverick, oh, awesome film. So good. I watched it. I don't know how many times on Paramount Plus. I haven't even opened my <laughs> steelbook yet. It's just sitting on I, the shelf. I actually need it. I need. If you see one, like let me know. You, pick you it up. Order it. I'll, uh, I'll, it's, uh, it, it's an online thing. Oh, okay. You got uh, Amazon. I think that's where I got it. Let me see. No, no, no. Walmart. That's what it was. They weren't even selling them in the stores. I didn't see them at mine. Okay. Let me see if they still have it. 
Because um, who was someone? Oh, uh, Brian is the one who told me. Uh, Maverick. Four it was four K. See if the steel book comes up. Um, you can buy that one box set that's one hundred and twelve dollars. <laughs> uh, I I love it, but no, I'm good with it. Yeah, steel book's still there, man. Get in there and get it. What's that? Oh no! Wait, 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 wait. This is just the. No, I think you're SOL. Oh, too bad. Yeah, that's just a four. Uh, I was yeah. waiting to see it in person to find it, and I never did. So. No, yeah, um, Brian's the one that told me it was a, a Walmart exclusive. It, they didn't have any. I never saw it in any of the Walmarts. I ordered it. Mm. Let me see how much it's going for on eBay. Ooh. eBay, Sam. 64. Uh, 53 <laughs> no nah, I guess uh, I'll get dealer edition when I see it you know for a decent price which you know happens so. well, there's one for 40 it's pre-owned I don't think it has the uh, the, the the little code thing that's in it um, the digital code I think they took that out I don't see no, wait a minute. This is sealed. Forty dollars. I mean, that's free shipping. That's that's a good deal. But where's this coming from? That's the thing. Yeah, you always gotta. Don't mind, I want. Uh, dude, it's worth forty dollars. I don't remember how much I paid for. I think I paid like thirty something. Right. But this this is good, dude. Forty dollars for the steel book. I say get it. It's on, uh, yeah, I mean, eBay. I paid that for Wakanda, so. <laughs> it's way better and worth more than from Wakanda. Yeah, I don't know how much of the. I assume that's how much I paid for the the same thing that you got. Oh, you got the steelbook too, huh? I did. All right, because that's what I'm on now because it's over at Target. I yeah. leaned on ever, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, dude, get on. this one, dude. Man, you better get it before someone else does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've talked about it a ton. I love this film. My best film, my number one when we did our top 10 last year. Uh, great theatrical experience. That's really did it for me. Uh, yeah, I love this film. Uh, interestingly, uh, Pop Goes the Movie does not share our opinion. She reviewed this way back uh, 4th of July last year in honor. She, she always does uh, themes, and she was doing a 4th of July, Tom Cruise birthday week, uh, Tom Cruise film. And she said, uh, unlike the rest of the world, I did not fall in love with this film. Yes, I enjoyed it. I found it quite entertaining. Uh, but I didn't think it was the best movie of the year. Quite frankly, I found some of it to be super cheesy. But I do have to give it credit. Uh, she goes on. And I think you'd like this story, so I'll tell you this. She says, when I was 13, I saw Top Gun in the movie theater three times. And I hated it every single time. My mom forced me to go with my cousin because he loved fighter planes. I was not a fan. Then my boyfriend and our friends really wanted to go, so I would say it again, and I wasn't a fan. 
Then my mom decided she wanted to see it and dragged me to the theater with her. By the third time, I was over it. Funny thing is, I've seen Top Gun countless times since then, and I still find it so corny. So needless to say, I wasn't holding my breath for the sequel. But then it did happen. Um, pretty much the same storyline, just slightly better. I really enjoyed the fighter jet scenes and all the action sequence, but I could have done without the whole bar scene. And don't even get me even started on the romance part. But by the end of the day, the sequel was so much better than the first, and I gladly watch it again. She gave it seven and a half out of ten fighter jets and the need for speed motorcycle. This said it was nothing like the first one. <laughs> uh, well, I thought you like, appreciate her. Uh, there was only like two minutes, two minutes of love in this one, and ten hours of it in that first bullshit Top Gun. It didn't have nothing to do with jet. Oh. Well, I thought you'd appreciate her, her her story from garbage film. This movie was a billion times better than the first one. We finally got real jet action, like I wanted in the first one. That everyone kept saying, "Oh man, it's amazing! It's the best film." It was garbage. Ugh. Anyway, on to my number one, and this is my pick for best um, uh, picture, the Academy Awards. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I remember watching the trailer when I first heard about it. I don't remember what movie I went to see. And I was oh, Michelle Yao's in this. Jamie Lee, cool. And Short Round, awesome. Uh, movie came out. Courtney and I went and saw it uh, that Thursday night uh, when it dropped. And oh, my God. Amazing, amazing film. When an interdimensional rupture unreveals reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewelding dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Oh, man. This is directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scherner. I don't know how to say that. Um, oh, my God. This movie was amazing. I get, get, it's been winning awards left and right all over the place. Uh, Most I awarded to... film ever already, and the Oscars haven't happened. Did you know that? It's won oh, more bro. awards than anything. It, it passed uh, Return of the King. If it doesn't win Best Picture tomorrow night or whenever you guys are hearing this, the, the Oscars are rigged. I, this was one. I mean, I didn't even. I wasn't even thinking Best Picture when I saw this film. It's two hours and nineteen minutes sci-fi adventure. Uh, and some martial art actions so that was kick ass. Michelle Yao, just awesome. She's amazing in just about everything that she's in. I really loved her in Super Cop. That was the first movie that I had seen her in. Uh, I loved her in uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That movie was amazing. And then all the other little um, Super Cop Two. I did. I enjoyed that one and all the other Hong Kong films that she popped up in. Oh man, this movie was. I was not expecting it to be as good. Uh, it was a, a bit of a thinker. I had to watch it uh, a few times ago. Ah, okay. I see what's going on here. Uh, if you have Showtime, it's on there. Um, I, I bought the Blu-ray when it came out. I was hoping for a steelbook, but it didn't get any love. But th yeah, this movie, it, it took it took a minute to like, w what the hell's going on here? Um, again, Michelle Yao, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Stephanie Hesu, I think. Oh, I can never pronounce um, Short Round's name. Ki Hu Kwan. Yeah, you got it. Um, 
He's awesome. James Hong, oh, uh, he he an all star. <laughs> he, he's amazing. Uh, I love him and everything. I was just watching his episode on uh, Big Bang Theory when he was the, the guy working at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> oh, man. And a bunch of other people in this film. Uh, Michelle Yao's been winning stuff. Jamie Lee Curtis has been winning awards. Um, short round. He's only short round or data in my eyes, mainly short round. Uh, watching interviews with him and when he, his speech when he won the Golden Globe on how just sincere and happy and basically quit acting for a while because he, he hit it big with the uh, Temple of Doom. He hit it big with the Goonies. And then it was just kind of here and there with some movies. And then he just quit acting. But his story was like, yeah, I mean, he was like, there's this movie out, and one of his agent was like, hey, wait, man, I think you should go read it. And he was kind of like, ah, but his wife was like, no, nah, man, go do it, go do it. So he went and did it, and he got the role. And I mean, because when the, everyone came in, when, when he came walking in, uh, he was saying that those, uh, the people that he was reading for, they were like, oh, my God. They couldn't believe it was him. They probably just gave it to him because of who he was. But he did an awesome job. Because when he popped on the screen, yeah, I don't even remember the last film he was in that I saw. Um, when he was older, I'm, I'm, I, need to, I guess I need to look at his his filmography. Um, I was going to say, oh, he's going to be in Loki? Cool. <laughs> I was going to say, he was in Loki? But I guess he's going to be in that. Right on. Uh, Encino Man, I remember him in that. Tales from the Crypt, I remember that. Head of the Class, I remember that. There was this one movie he did that was, it was stupid. I remember that. It was like a um, a martial arts film that I just thought was lame. What was it? Somebody brought it to work, and I remember him being in it. Um, I'm looking at none of these titles are coming out at me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's only got... Uh, 17 acting credits so he he acted the first movie first film he did uh in 84 uh indiana jones and the temple of doom and he was acting 84 85 from mid 80s to into the 90s and then 97 he kind of took a little break till 2002 and that was probably the biggest break from 2002 to 2021 is when he started doing other things and then he got this film and I think they, I want to say I was watching something that he, they started filming, but then the pandemic hit, so they had to stop. So I think he, they, they, he probably, they probably started in like 2019 and then the world fell apart. So they had to stop, but man, yeah, he, he's got a handful of stuff he had done. But when, when he, when I saw that he was in this film, I was like, oh, other than I was just, oh, right on. Cool. He's acting again. Um, and he he did a good job. He was himself until that switch kicked in, and then he became like this. Uh, I thought it was gonna be like a international spy type of thing. Like he was some kind of spy dude, and all hell was gonna break loose. But all hell did break loose. But I was like, what the hell is going on in this movie? Because uh, like the interdimension things and everything, and then the scene with the hot dog fingers and all. I was like, what's happening? And Jamie Lee coming in and put the the char- the different characters that she did and the little googly eyes uh, throughout the whole film. 
This is one of those films, if you watched it and got it all in the first take, cool. I know some people go, oh, that movie was stupid. It was boring. Why was it so long? It wasn't long enough for me. Uh, I, I wanted more. They could have given me another two hours of this film. Um, I'm hearing rumors that they want to continue it. I mm, No, I say leave it. Just leave it alone. It, it, was, it was an awesome film. But I don't know. Who am I? I didn't want them to make a Joker 2, and they're already making that right now. See all these these videos of uh, Walking Phoenix running down the street. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if Batman is going to be in it, but I don't know. We'll see. But it's all from Harley's point of view. Oh, she's in it. Is yeah. It, is it what's her name? Oh, it's Gaga. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, because I was thinking about that when I was seeing all those videos. I'm like, this ain't the Joker from the the Batman, and yeah. it's not. Uh, but yeah it's a different take on the story it's all from harley's point of view and so it's It's like a musical it's a different uh, the dc multiverse Uh, i don't know we'll we'll see how that all goes with flash but i'm hyped (laughs) for that i hear hear, uh, a bunch of talk about uh people wanting to boycott that because of ezra i get it and i understand but I liked him as the Flash. I mean, he went nuts and kidnapping people. That's all shocked that they went ahead and they're going to put this out. I mean, yeah, it's a mess. It's I, a mess. I, I, I don't. Maybe Warner Brothers don't don't care. They want to make their money back. They'll definitely make their money back. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think this is my opinion. I think why they put it out is because of how many people love Michael Keaton's Batman right. and putting, putting him in the trailer. And that just like blew up the internet immediately when that, when that little trailer came out, I was yeah. excited. That ain't my Batman. And I hate those movies, but man, <laughs> I, I was excited. I was like, Whoa. I mean, when was, when was uh Batman returns? 91. Yeah, it was uh, no because uh, Batman was eighty nine, eighty nine, eighty nine and ninety one. Yeah, so I mean that was the last time we saw him in, in, in the cowl. So I don't know if this is after Batman Returns or maybe in between. I don't know. We got to see the movie to see it, but we'll see yeah, it. No, yes. he's gray haired in it, so yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's obviously, time period. But anyways, also one of the reasons they're going ahead with it because this is their reason. This is the film that's going to make the DC multiverse. So this is their, the whole new James Gunn led universe, their new Superman and everything, all the new TV shows they're doing. So they're too late. They'll never, ever catch up with Marvel, right. with Marvel yeah. Studios, Disney. Just make just make good movies. Don't try That's to, all you can do. That's all you can do. Don't think, think you can catch up. It's too late. You're like 30 movies behind. You're not catching up. Right. Right. They they lapped you a hundred times over. Just just make good movies. I'm I'm excited for Shazam. I liked Black Adam. Uh I'm gonna see Flash. I but I understand the outrage over it. Um and whatever else they put out. I mean 
where we talk about comic book movies. We have a comic book movie list at the end of the year. So we try to see everything. Speaking of comic book movies, this one might be on my list. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I just uh, saw it the other day. Um, Because I I think DC's animation hits it out of the park. And this is one that came out this year. Uh, Batman, the doom that that came to Gotham. I'm I'm all in on those ones, so I want to check that one out. I don't know if it's on HBO Max yet, but it's out there, and uh, I want to see it. But um, uh, before we get too far away, uh, give you my quick little take on everything, and then got to finish with uh, Popko's movie because I shouted her out this whole pod. So give you her take. But for me, uh, I didn't see this in theaters. This was a rare. I went on a limb. Um, just knowing the little that I knew about it. And I actually got, I bought the uh, Blu-ray during um, Black Friday. So I first saw it that way on Blu-ray owning it. And yeah, definitely on first watch, I was definitely like back and forth on like, do I love this or do I not? Like I really was like back and forth and I do really love the performances there is like like a, a level and it's almost you know how much i love inception there's almost like an inception level to this and then they try to push it even further so there's like a level on it i appreciate but then i felt like it unnecessarily got murky but in the end it came together and i loved seeing uh um Hugh Haquan come back all, all this time. Like you, I loved his role. So it's really cool. He's getting this like new lease on acting and now he's getting all these other opportunities. And like I said, um, it's amazing. This film is already, like I said, now the most awarded film in history, all of films, no film has won more awards than this. And to me, well, it's good, and that's really cool. I don't know if it's on that level. Like, it's to me, it's not. It isn't the best film ever, but now it is the most awarded film of all time. And I don't know if it lives up to that level. As far as what Pop goes, the movie says uh, she said, "Okay, this is probably going to be a hot take, but I didn't love this film like most did. I didn't hate it or anything, but I thought it was too weird. Actually." It wasn't even the whole film that I didn't vibe with. It's just because I was digging most of the film, especially the beginning. I was immersed in the storyline and found myself laughing and was intrigued by the whole thing. But then came the talking rocks and the googly eyes, and my brain couldn't grasp what the heck was going on. Uh, She goes on to talk more about the story, and then... um, Yeah, even in those heartfelt moments, I couldn't find myself connecting with the film. There are some films where you're so engrossed that you don't feel the long run time. This was not one of those films. It felt longer, and I was ready for it to end, uh, even during my rewatch. So for those reasons, she gave everything everywhere all at once. Seven and a half out of ten, everything bagels and googly eyes. Nah, this movie was definitely a ten. This movie was fucking awesome. And it (laughs) it better win Best Picture tomorrow. (laughs) So, uh, but do you think do you think this is the best film of all time? You're the number one best ever. It's the most awarded film. Do you think it deserves that level of praise? Hell no. Star Wars, nineteen seventy seven. <laughs> Star Wars, not this bullshit episode four New Hope shit. Star Wars is what it was in nineteen seventy seven. That's the greatest movie of all time. Um, would I put this in that greatest movie of all time list? I don't know if it is. It'd be way at the bottom. 
<laughs> I, but I think out of these 10 films that are nominated for Best Picture, I think this is one that needed to be there. It's weird. It's crazy and everything. And maybe that's what the Academy was looking at. I was shocked that it was a, it was up for Best Picture. But I can see why, because of all the weird and craziness and, and what they were trying to do in this film. I get it. Because, we, I mean, I don't even remember what the best pictures were <laughs> last year. Um, that are all the films. Uh, let me see. That's amazing that you've been able to keep up and watch them all over the years as we've been doing this. I can't remember the last time that you didn't watch all of them. And that's pretty cool. That you've done this. I fuck. I got kids, grandkids, and everything, and I, I find time <laughs> to watch <laughs> these uh, films. As you saw, I've still haven't seen a ton of them. That's why I was uh, leaning on Pop Goes to the Movie here. Like I said, shout out one more time to uh, Pop Dot Goes the Movie on Instagram. Go give her a follow. Really good follow over there. She uses Pop photos, but she also does movie reviews and everything. So uh, definitely a good follow and always fun to talk about Big Brother. So shout out. Uh, oh, these were last year's Nightmare Alley. Yeah, it was all right. Don't look up. Eh. Dune, cool. Drive my car. Eh. West Side Story. <laughs> the Power of the Dog. Eh. Licorice Pizza. Hella good. Belfast. Hella good. King Richard. Hella good. Coda. I know I saw it, but I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, that was hella good. That was my pick. <laughs> that was my pick for Best Picture because that movie was awesome. I was glad it won, but I was rooting for um, uh, Alana, but. There was no love. Shout out to Danielle and Este. That film was hella good. Glad I got to see that. Um, and okay, that Coda won last year, and the year before was um, Nomadland, and that was my pick because that movie was awesome. Uh, Sound of Metal, I could see why it was nominated. Uh, Mank and Minari, that was hell. No, Minari is what I wanted to win, and uh, that it didn't, but that was a good film. Judas and the Black Messiah, eh, it was all right. The Father, eh, okay. Promising Young Woman, that was hella good. Uh, I didn't see why I was nominated, but that movie. If you guys haven't seen Promising Young Woman, what? What? Promising Young Woman yet? Watch that film. It was awesome. Well, oh, the Trial of Chicago Seven, that pissed me off, but it was a good film. But Nomadland ended up winning Best Picture, and I think yeah, Francis McDermott won Academy Award for that one too. So, but. All right, those are uh, my picks in my order on and on my um, best picture watch, and uh, I'm went down all the way to the wire to uh, shout out to Heim to watch all of these films. Um, again, from number ten, uh, Tar. Number nine, The Banshees of Sharon. Number eight, Triangle of Sadness. Number seven, Avatar: The Way of Water. Number six, Women Talking. Number five, Elvis. Uh, four, All Quiet on the Western Front. Three, The Fablemans. Number two, Top Gun Maverick. And my number one pick for Best Picture of 2022, uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And we shall see if I am right tomorrow. That's my pick. What did you pick? Well, just pick one out of these ten, even if you didn't see it. Uh, so that's going to win? Yeah. I'll go up to everything. I'd be shocked if it didn't, honestly. 
it better. Um, that's um, it's, I know the Oscars are rigged. <sighs> yeah, they like to play games sometimes too. Like when things happen, like it, like a, a movie wins all the other awards, like this one has, they'll they'll play around and 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 give it to something else. So. They're known. Oh, fuck. That. that was that year for dumbass Shakespeare in Love. Over Steven Spielberg saving Private Ryan? Get the fuck out of here with that. I was like, oh, I was so mad. Oh, my God. I think out of all the best picture films, I had seen that one the most in the theater that year when it was nominated. I kept going to the theater over and over to see Saving Private Ryan because that movie was amazing. Awesome film. Not my favorite Steven Spielberg film, but um, well, what's your favorite Steven Spielberg film? Um, let me look at his filmography. Oh, man, you can't even just think off the top of your head. <laughs> no, because I don't want to uh, miss. Uh, I can. Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did the uh, first episode ever of Columbo. Movies, not TV and all the other things he's done. <laughs> E.T. Oh, I watched that not too long ago. Still gets me. <laughs> Crack my eyes out. Oh, man. That commercial got me. I don't think he directed it, but oh. oh. When E.T. came back to Elliot, I don't want to tear up right now. <laughs> if you guys ever see that commercial, look it up on YouTube. Um... Yeah, Jaws, uh, the first film that I had seen of his, and it just that that was that was it for me. I mean, he he made a bunch of amazing films, but Jaws just stuck out to me. And to see that again in IMAX on the big screen uh, months ago, and taking my youngest son to go see, it, he had never seen it. He's seen clips and everything, or would walk in when I was watching it on TV, but never actually sat down. And watch the whole movie. And I was able to sit down at a, in the theater to watch that with him. And when it was over, watching, like, looking, I mean, I'd seen the movie a billion times, so I knew what was going on in the film. But the scene when that guy's head uh, popped out under the boat, um, uh, was it Ben Gardner? I think that was his name. Uh, <laughs> his head popped down, and uh, Eric kind of threw his head back a little. I don't even know if he knew that was coming. Um, but oh my God, it, it's it's an amazing film. I mean, again, he's done a bunch of things. Uh, after Jaws, when I got older, I, is, is when I started to go back. I remember watching Duel because I remember I heard that he had directed that. That was a TV movie. Uh, I watched that one. I just watched that one recently, and everyone was saying, "Oh, it's like Jaws on land." And I, uh, okay, but <laughs> it was a good movie. I liked it. Um, Close Encounters, amazing film. I remember seeing that in the theater. My dad took us. Uh, my brother and I went and saw uh, 1941 in the theater. Shout out to uh, Scene 7 on MacArthur. Um, Indiana Jones, when that one came out, or uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when that came out. Uh, shout out to Mike. He was the one that told me to go see that. I didn't know Steven Spielberg directed that. I didn't even know Harrison Ford was in it. <laughs> awesome film. Then after that, E.T., amazing. Uh, the segment he did, Kick the Can, Twilight Zone. Awesome film. Wasn't my favorite story of the, of the film, but it was still good. Then Temple of Doom, hella good. I mean, when he started doing Amazing Stories, I and mean, he directed one, he directed directed two episodes. I didn't like the new Amazing Stories, but when he was, when that came on, it was on NBC. For those that you remember, that was good. The Color Purple, amazing film. 
Empire of the Sun, awesome. Then he did Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Not my favorite. Well, out of the four, it's probably my third favorite of his. Always good film. Hook. Yeah. Eh, it was all right. I, I only seen it the one time. Maybe I need to watch it again. Shout out to um, the late and great Academy Award winner, Robin Williams, as well as Dustin Hoffman. Uh, I know Dustin Hoffman took some heat. I think he was, couldn't keep his hands on himself. Jurassic Park, awesome film. Uh, shout out to Mike. He took me to see it. Schindler's List, I cried my eyes out in that movie, but that was an amazing film. Uh, Lost World, I know everyone hated it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Amistad, oh, amazing film. Made me mad and sad. Then Saber Private Ryan came out in 1998. Oh, amazing, amazing film. AI. They filmed some of that here in the Redwoods. Awesome. <laughs> when, he gets, believe- when he gets dropped off and left off. I believe uh, Stanley Kubrick was supposed to direct this, but he had passed, so they had handed it over to um, Steven Spielberg. Depressing, depressing movie, but it was a good film. Minority Report with Tom Cruise, hella good. That is near the top of my list. That might be one, either that or E.T. It's I love Minority Report. We might have to do a rewind on Minority Report. I haven't seen it in a long time, but man, that oh, movie was God. awesome. I didn't and, see it until it yeah. came out on DVD. And it just so happens they uh, they took inspiration for the police shuttles, the ships, from uh, Boba Fett's ship. I don't remember. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of Blade Runner. Um, Catch Me If You Can. That was a good film. The Terminal. I just recently watched that. Hella good. I just recently watched this. War of the Worlds. Awesome film. I was just talking about it the other day with my son Eric. I asked him if he had seen it. He said no. I want him to watch the original before we watch uh, Steven Spielberg one. All right. Munich. Um, true story. Awesome film. I only seen it the one time. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'd watch it again, but I did. Enjoy, I think it was up for Beck's picture. That's why I watched it. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We'll do a rewind. We're going to do a rewind on all of them. Yep. Uh, that one, d- <laughs> I was kind of like, really? That's what you're doing here? But okay. Uh, shout out to George Lucas. He was fascination with aliens and all that. All right. Um, the, Re- the Adventures of Tintin. I only seen it that one time. I, I saw it uh, other than because Steven Spielberg directed it. I read the books when I was a kid, and I loved uh, Tintin. I thought that was cool. So to finally see a, uh, not a live action, but an animated version of him on the screen. War Horse, hella good. I didn't even know he directed it until his name came across the screen. Lincoln, it took me a while, but I did go and see that. I think it was because it was nominated for Best Picture. Bridge of Spies, I liked it. It was good. Yeah, uh, the good. BFG, just seen it the one time. I liked it. The Post, I still need to see. I haven't watched that yet, but everyone says I'd like it. Ready Player One, hella good. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, West Side Story, I don't know. Maybe someone, hey, man, I think you should direct this. I mean, watch the original one. Uh, Fablemans, of course. Napoleon, he's tackling that. Oh, it's a TV miniseries. And um, got nothing to do with the next uh, Indiana Jones one. But Okay. Well, I guess he's the executive producer for the Dial of Destiny. Um. Color Purple. They're remaking that? I'll see it. Um, uh, he's the executive producer of Transformers. I saw that trailer yesterday when I went and seen um, uh, Scream 6. 
I don't know. We'll see. Bumblebee was awesome, but I don't know. We'll 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 see. But um, Real Steel Two, he's executive producer. I don't know what was. Oh, Real Steel was that the one with um Jack Wolverine? Wolverine? Yeah, I, robots, robot fighting arena. Gremlins Three, he's the executive producer. I think that might have got canceled. I don't know. This is all in his upcoming thing. I mean, leave that story alone. I mean, New Batch wasn't the greatest, but uh, well, I guess he's got some. Well, he's, most of these are all producer things. I don't see anything directing wise, but I don't know. But yeah, Steven Spielberg, you guys know him. You love him. Love him or hate him. Uh, I think he's he's done an amazing work. And uh, yeah, 1975, a four year, a four year old. Uh, Nez watching Jaws at the driving the night it came out <laughs> and, it, and I had no idea on the impact that, that it was going to have on me of being scared still scared 51 years old now still scared to get in the ocean um, oh and uh, the Jaws collectibles I have around me I'm kicking myself I didn't get any of those pops <laughs> uh, I that, my other jaws, it's around here somewhere when I got it as a kid. My mom saved it for me. I still have it. But all right, everyone, we're rambling now. But uh, all right, that was my um, my list for Best Picture nominations and my Oscar watch of 2023. Well, these were all movies that came out in 2022. So we shall see if I am right tomorrow. Um, I assume uh, Encino Man, uh, Brandon Fraser is going to win Best Actor. Um, I'm going to try to watch that before I see the show. I'm going to do the FUBU free trial so I can watch the Academy Awards. Um, Best Director, I want the Daniels to win, but we'll see. But if Steven Spielberg wins, hey, I'm not going to be mad about it. So, but All right, everyone, that is it. Again, this is Anchor. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, E-Society. You're already on here. Listen to everything we got here. Go to the regular network, the Podbean uh, network, and listen to all of everything we got over there. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Uh, pick up a T-shirt at T Public. Uh, again, all these links are in the show notes before below. Twitter, East Society Pod at Magnez Pod at Theo Zisu. Instagram, East Society Podcast at the Zisu at Magnez Pod. Uh, Taylor and I's Blu-ray pages at Blu-ray Nez at Blu-ray Terror. Um and TikTok, East Society Pod. But everyone just yeah, listen to everything, watch everything that we're all over the place on. And oh, one yeah. more time for uh Pop Dot Goes the Movie on Instagram. Make sure to give her a follow. I leaned on all her uh, reviews for this episode. So one more time, shout out. Yeah, I didn't think we'd go this long, but all right, cool. <laughs> if you listen to the whole thing, right on. But uh, download it, everyone. But yeah, with that, um, we'll see you guys uh, at the movies. So until then, party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society. Mm-hmm.